We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and yo coach, Brittany King. What's up, my friend? I hope that you're having a fabulous day so far and you are being kind and gentle to yourself as we finish out the last week of July. So today's episode is something that comes up with my clients quite a bit. And I wanted to share it with you because I think that anxiety is misunderstood. And I know that I never really understood anxiety in my own life. And I work with a lot of clients that experience anxiety quite a bit. So I figured that this episode might be helpful for you as well. Chances are you have experienced some sort of anxiety in your life, right? Because I have worked with hundreds of clients and anxiety is mostly the, the common theme. I had a client who had such crippling anxiety that she couldn't go down a certain aisle at the grocery store. And it was so interesting because she identified with anxiety so much and she like owned it like it was hers. And when we took anxiety out of her vocabulary, it started to shift. And that's just how powerful our language is. So experiencing this kind of anxiety is not uncommon at all. We experience anxiety about all sorts of things. And I have actually dealt with anxiety for most of my life, although it wasn't until the past couple of years that I was actually able to identify it as anxiety. The anxiety I was experiencing started when I was in elementary school because school is really challenging for me and I had a pit in my stomach all the time when it came to going to school, which was most of my life. And I would just wake up with this pit and I just, it it went um, unprocessed or unexamined. And sometimes I still wake up feeling that way, but I actually have the tools to work through and manage my emotional state, whether it is anxiety, stress, sadness, grief, frustration. Um, And these tools, they work for all of the array of emotions, but today we're going to specifically talk about anxiety. Now, first I want to say that I'm not guaranteeing that you'll never experience anxiety again. That's not what this is about. But what I am saying is you can be prepared to handle anxiety in an effective way because the truth is anxiety is a part of life. It doesn't need to be a problem that we fix. We just need to learn how to adapt to it. So let's start with the basics. What is anxiety? Well, if you've been paying attention, anxiety is an emotion. And what is an emotion? A vibration or feeling. 
in our body. So anxiety is a sense of generalized worry, fear, apprehension, nervousness that sometimes is accompanied by physical symptoms like increased heart rate, sweaty palms. You know what I'm talking about. So this emotion is what my coach calls a cover emotion because anxiety is very vague and unspecific. And the thing about the emotion, the vibration of anxiety, it thrives in vagueness because it's kind of like an umbrella. There's just so many different areas that it can be. Um, so anxiety loves loves vagueness because you can't really describe it sometimes. And that's where it grows and grows and grows and grows. So you kind of caught me or I caught myself earlier <laughs> with my language because we do this all the time and my clients do it all the time and I catch myself doing it as well. But when when people say my, my anxiety, I am anxious, it's identifying with the emotion and owning it and making it just be like, this is who I am. Like, I am just an anxious person. I am just a person. I am just a warrior, right? Like, have you ever identified like that? And I always tell them, cut it out. I say, stop. But I say it, of course, in a loving way. And I suggest and I offer a shift in their language to, I feel anxious. I feel worried. There's a huge distinction between I am and I feel, because when you say I feel, you're acknowledging that it is a vibration in your body. When you say I am, you are identifying with it. So I am is a power statement. So you better like what's on the other side of that, because if you don't, that's just how you're going to show up. So if you identify, I am a worrier, what do you think your experience is going to be? So instead of thinking that anxiety is a problem that needs to be fixed, what if we just viewed anxiety as a part of life? Because it is. Now, I want you to think about this. Anxiety and stress, all the things that come along with it, served us very well when we needed to escape or leave a situation where there was a predator or physical danger, right? This is actually how we've evolved as a human being through having this vibration of anxiety. When we're in physical danger or there's a predator, we need to react quickly and pay attention to what's going on. So the emotion, the vibration that it creates is uncomfortable because it's like, hey, hey, wake up. This needs your attention, right? So now it's not necessarily something that we need on a day-to-day, but we still respond to perceived threats the same way. That's where the issue is, is this emotion is not necessarily serving us anymore. It did because it helped us evolve, but we respond in the same way as if there was a physical threat or danger. So I think it's helpful to know that anxiety served us in some way. Because a lot of times when we feel anxiety, we think something is wrong with us and we shouldn't feel this way. And what's ironic is that same vibration, that same energy that you feel within your body is the exact reason why we are here today. We were able to evolve as a species because of the emotion of anxiety. So it's important to know that nothing has gone wrong when you feel anxious. It's just a part of being a human being. Now, anxiety might have served us in the past, but it doesn't necessarily serve us in modern day. But that does not mean 
It's not natural or normal to experience it. But just the perspective that anxiety is a part of being a human being is a huge relief, right? Like you can kind of relax your shoulders a little bit. Like if you feel anxiety often, it's a part of being a human, okay? So now we know that anxiety is a part of life. We can relax our shoulders. What is anxiety? Pop quiz. I've said it earlier. I've said it before. Yes. If you said it out loud, high five. It's just a feeling, an emotion, a vibration moving through your body. So I want you to think about this. Anxiety itself cannot hurt you. It's harmless. Okay. Anxiety itself, the vibration of anxiety cannot hurt you. Okay. It's just a feeling. It's a vibration. Now our reaction to it and the resistance to anxiety is what causes all of the problems. So anxiety doesn't need to be eliminated because anxiety is not the problem. That is where we get all mixed up. We think our reaction is just what we're supposed to do, but that's what's causing the problem. Anxiety itself is just a feeling. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. It's uncomfortable, but you can handle discomfort, right? Like I said earlier, anxiety isn't meant to be comfortable. It evolved to be uncomfortable to get us away from a potential threat. That's so important. Okay. So now what we have to remember is that when we feel anxiety as a modern human being, that doesn't mean we're in danger. In the past, it did, but in the present, it doesn't. Okay. So anxiety is normal and we're learning to adapt to it and evolve into using it as another, like using it in different ways. Now we're not quite there yet. So we don't have to think about what, you know, how is anxiety going to help us evolve as a human? And said, we just have to allow anxiety to be a part of our normal life, okay? Because what happens right now is we still experience a fight or flight or freeze response when we get an email from a boss or we say something at a dinner party that we wish we didn't say or, I mean, really anything when we're running late for something or we text a friend and we don't hear from them for a couple of days and we think that... They're mad at us, right? Like we respond in the same exact way. So the physical symptoms of anxiety, and you've probably experienced this, is think about when you react to physical danger, right? So if you react to physical danger, you might need to fight, right? So we go into fight and then you tense up, right? And get ready to to do whatever you need to do to go into battle. Or you need to flee, right? When you go into fight or flight, I got to get out of here. Same thing. You tense up and get ready to run. Or you freeze and that's when you just tense up and you don't move. This is how we react to danger. And this is also how we react to anxiety. Do you see why this is a problem? Because getting an email from a boss or not hearing from a friend is not danger. (laughs) everything's fine. So you can see how the anxiety itself is not the problem. It's our reaction to it. 
Okay. Modern times anxiety does not you does not mean danger. I mean, of course there are certain circumstances that it might, but most of us can go through our life without actually experiencing physical threats to our life. Now, I'm not saying that's the case for everyone, but if you live in a little privileged bubble, chances are you the the, the chances of you experiencing phys- physical threat become smaller and smaller. Right? So we have to understand that we don't necessarily, we're not always in physical danger, but our bodies are reacting the same way as if we were. So we're constantly feeling anxiety regularly, and we're still reacting the same way as our cave men and women ancestors did. We tense up, we resist, we react, we fight, all of the things, and it's just not useful. So you might be over here thinking, okay, I hear you. So what do we do? What do we do about this? The exact opposite. (laughs) We have to do the exact opposite when we're experiencing anxiety. Now, when you can understand that anxiety is just an uncomfortable emotion, you can really lean into it because you can handle an uncomfortable emotion. Okay, so what responses serve you best when you're uncomfortable? Think about it. What responses serve you best when you're uncomfortable? And then also reflecting on what's the best way to deal with an uncomfortable emotion. So think about how you handle uncomfortable emotions and I'll walk you through what to do about it. We know that anxiety is useful back in the day. We know that it's an emotion and we know that anxiety itself is harmless. So let's talk about what to do with this emotion. We need to learn how to respond to it and not react. Now, thinking back to the question I just asked, like what's the best way that you deal with an uncomfortable emotion? Think of what your answer is and I'll walk you through it. Because really the best way to deal with an uncomfortable emotion is to open up to it lean in and then get comfortable, relax, chill, and breathe. The exact opposite of what we usually do, right? Like usually when we feel anxious, our bodies tense up. We don't relax. We freak out. It's total opposite, but we just want to like lean in, get comfortable, relax, and breathe. That's all you have to do when you're experiencing anxiety, right? Because what we usually do is increase the tension and default that fight or flight mode. We resist, we react, we avoid, we, we run. And in, in turn, anxiety grows and grows and it perpetuates and it becomes more intense. And that's how we have panic attacks. So if we just allow ourselves to have the experience of anxiety and remind ourselves that it's an uncomfortable emotion, and then we treat the discomfort by calming ourselves down getting into a comfortable state of being, breathing, and connecting inward. This puts you in a much better position to address whatever triggered the anxiety in a productive way. So that's all you have to do. It seems the exact opposite, which it is. So just getting used to practicing, like getting comfortable, relaxing, breathing, knowing that it's not going to last forever, reminding yourself that the emotion it is harmless and knowing that it did serve us in one way. And that can just shift your perspective in any given moment. 
So having the ability to recognize and feel anxiety for what it is and learn how to control our response is huge. If you've struggled with anxiety for a long time, this will change your life. If you learn how to respond and you learn how to recognize and just lean into it, it will change how you show up for everything. Because when we start worrying about the fact that we have anxiety, it's like pouring gas on the fire. Have you ever experienced that? You start experiencing anxiety and then you're worrying about having the anxiety and then next thing you know, it's like magnified. That's because we're resisting and reacting it. If you just allow it in and you just make yourself comfortable and breathe, you're going to have a totally different experience. If you find yourself tensing up, remind yourself that you want to go in the opposite direction. Okay? All right. So there you have it. That's anxiety and all of its uncomfortableness. Now you might be sitting over there thinking, okay, Brittany, thanks for all that information. I'm with you, but now what? You're like, great. What do I do with it? Because I experience anxiety all the time and sometimes it's crippling. So I'm going to walk you through what to do when you are experiencing anxiety. The first thing, and this is with any emotion, but we're just focusing on anxiety today is you must recognize it and name it. This practice alone is very powerful. And the reason being is because anxiety itself loves to thrive in vagueness. It thrives with increasing tension. So if you don't name it, it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So if you feel anxiety, instead of saying, I'm anxious, what's going on? Something's wrong. Just notice. I'm experiencing vague anxiety. I'm feeling survival anxiety, right? You recognize it and you separate yourself from it enough to label it. And now you're on the path to overcome it. Like if you just do that, it will change your life. So when I first understood that I actually was experiencing a lot of anxiety, it was so subtle that I didn't even know that it was anxiety and it was so vague. And once I realized that that's what it was, I was able to identify it. And as soon as I identified it, things shifted. Like I wouldn't try to distract myself or react to it. I was just like, oh, now I'm really familiar with what that feels like. I'm like, that is vague anxiety. And then it's a cue for me to drop into my body and figure out what thoughts were triggering that emotion. So I'll get to that in a little bit. So after you name the emotion, there are four things that you can do. Okay. So the first one is you can react. The second one is you can resist. The third one is avoid. And the last one is accept. Now, which one do you think is the most productive? If you said accept it, yup, you're right. So the resist, react, avoid, avoid are unproductive. It won't get you anywhere, but it's important to know what they are so you can name them if you're choosing to do any of them. So I'll walk you through those first three options. And this is what we do with all emotions. We resist, we react or avoid, and then we'll go over the fourth option, accept it in a little more depth. Because if you can learn how to accept the emotion, you will be in such an amazing place in your life. Just amazing, golden, magical fairy dust. Okay. So option one, let's talk about resistance. 
So many of us resist feeling anxious. I mean, so many of us resist feeling any difficult, challenging emotion, but especially anxiety. We push it away. We fight against it. We beat ourselves up for having it. So it sounds so counterproductive. Like we beat ourselves up for having anxiety. Like it's our fault or something wrong, right? So when we tense up, this makes it worse. And again, it's the opposite of what you want, So if you think of your anxiety that you're experiencing in that moment is something that's coming at you and you react to it, you're literally going into battle with yourself. And why would you want to do that? Okay. So no more resisting. (laughs) Okay. So option number two is react. And a lot of us also react to feeling anxious. When we start to feel the vibration in our body, we do all sorts of counterproductive things right? Do you ever rush around, like try to clean things up and just pick things up and put it down in another place? Do you ever yell at people for no reason? Do you try to control everyone and everything? Or do you stay up too late? That is how we act out the emotion. We end up fueling anxiety by reacting to it. And that doesn't help. But if you recognize that you're reacting to it, you are one step closer to responding differently to anxiety in the future. So if you do react to it, it's the same process of acknowledging it, labeling it, and then that'll help you learn how to shift the next time you're experiencing the emotion. Okay, so option number three, and this is the one that I personally did all the time. And I still have to work through this because we live in a society that makes it very easy to avoid how we're feeling. And especially with anxiety, when we avoid, we just pretend it's not there. It's basically saying, I'm just going to ignore the fact that I'm feeling anxious right now. And I'm just going to eat and use social media and distract myself instead. That's what we do all the time. Some people drink to avoid it. Some people shop online. Some people overwork. And then, of course, the the fan favorite, hopping on the internet and mindlessly scrolling through the grammar Facebook. Ooh, it's okay. It's okay if you do that. We just have to recognize it with compassion and love, right? Like understand, hey, when I experience anxiety, this is what I do. And as soon as you bring awareness and you label it, then you get to start to change, So what happens when we avoid or even deny anxiety, it starts to become an ever-looming presence in our life. And this is what was happening with me. Like I never acknowledged the anxiety and it just grew and grew and grew and it was just something that was there and I didn't know what it was. And the reason why avoiding is probably one of the most popular ways to um, experience anxiety is because it feels good temporarily, right? Like when we avoid, when we buffer with social media or food or working, it feels like whatever we're doing is working. feels like, okay, cool. The anxiety has gone, right? We're just keeping ourselves busy. Whenever I talk to someone that's going through a hard time, I'm just trying to keep myself busy. So when we do that, it feels like avoiding the feeling is a solving anxiety because it distracts us and takes us to a different place for a moment. But as soon as we stop doing the activity, anxiety comes back and it doesn't go anywhere. So it's going to stay there until you acknowledge it. 
Okay. So we know that resisting, reacting, and avoiding is not the way to overcome anxiety. It's the default way. And we do this in our life quite a bit, but it's not the way to overcome it. The key is to actively accept the anxiety that confronts you. Okay. The reason why I say actively is because that doesn't mean give up. You have to accept where you are before you can ever change. So when you accept something and you own it, that's when you have all the authority and the power to start to change it. Active acceptance requires you to get to work. It's not, it's not a passive practice. That's why I love mindfulness and meditation because active acceptance requires you to quietly witness and observe what's going on in your life and in your mind. Observation, observing is an important requirement for change. When we observe, we experience a moment of relief and a moment of perspective. So if you allow yourself to do something, it immediately gives you authority over it. When you allow it, you feel empowered to change it. You have a sense of authority and a sense of control. And that's all we want. When people come to me and they're like, I just feel so out of control. It's because they're not managing their mind. And as a result, their emotions are all over the place. So when you acknowledge it and you meet yourself where you're at, you gain authority over it. And that's how you get all your power back. Now, I want to make sure you know that allowing anxiety doesn't make it go away. It's the exact opposite. Allowing it welcomes it in. It's there. But as soon as you allow it, your control comes back. You're like, okay, this is what's going on. When you allow the anxiety, you're acknowledging that it's harmless and it's just a vibration and it's just buzzing around your body. So when you notice that and you just stay with it and you let it be, you realize that it's really not that bad. So the next time you are feeling the vibration of anxiety, allow it to be there and say to yourself, stay and let it be. Stay and let it be. Because like all other emotions, it won't last for more than 90 seconds as long as you don't judge it, interrupt it, resist it, avoid it, or react to it. It's true. It's true. Okay, friend. So... We have talked about anxiety. We've talked about you know, what our options are to, to dealing with it, but I want to make sure that you understand where anxiety comes from because I talk about this on my show quite a bit and it's the same as any other emotion. Anxiety just doesn't come from a random outside source or circumstance. Anxiety comes from our thoughts. It comes from our thoughts. Thoughts create anxiety. And this is how you're going to change your relationship with anxiety. First, you have to remind yourself nothing has gone wrong. It's just anxiety. My thought created it. Whenever you're feeling anxious, it's because of a thought. Think about it. Let's say you're sitting at home alone and it's nighttime and you hear a loud noise outside. It's not the noise itself that causes the anxiety. It's your thoughts. It's always your thoughts and it always will be. Right? You hear a noise, you're like, oh no, what was that? Like, oh my God, is that a murderer? Is that a robber? Is that an animal? Right? Like all of the thoughts create how we feel. Okay. So remember, when you're experiencing anxiety, that means you're having thoughts that are creating it. 
So we've talked about what anxiety is, why we experience this, what to do about it, where it comes from. But I want to close out this episode with some tangible ways for you to reduce anxiety. Sound good? Okay. So the three ways to do to, and, and there's more. Now, this is not the, you know, an uh, exhausted list of things, but these are the things that work for me and my clients, and I've learned this from my coaches. Um, and if you have a favorite way, I would love for you to share it so I can use it as a resource as well. But this is a simple way to reduce anxiety. So number one, and if you just do this alone, this will change your life. But the first thing that you can do is write it down. When you're feeling anxious, you remind yourself that you're feeling this way because of your thinking. And then it's time to drop in and get curious about your thoughts. Because if you're feeling a certain way, don't you want to understand what thoughts created it so you can be aware of when it happens again? This is so simple and so easy. All you have to do is grab a pen and a journal and write down your thoughts. When you write down your thoughts, you're giving yourself space between you and your thoughts, and you'll start to realize how many thoughts are irrational and illogical, and it's up to you to let them go as you write. You'll notice what makes you feel the most anxious when when you're writing. You'll be like, woo, that thought. Like You can feel the intensity of anxiety. So this is a very powerful, very powerful process because, yeah, your thoughts make you feel anxious, but your thoughts are not the truth and they are not your reality. Thoughts are optional sentences in your mind and they are choices. We choose our thoughts. I mean, yes, we have a lot of subconscious thoughts. There's a lot of, I mean, we have 40,000, 50,000 thoughts a day. So yeah, some become automatic, but it's up to us to be conscious and aware to change those thoughts so we feel more in control of our life. So when you recognize that your thoughts are the cause of anxiety, you can recognize that you are in control. When you understand the cause of something, you're so much closer to resolving the emotional experience you're having instead of trying to change it, fight it, ignore it, or run away from it. So first things first, you start feeling anxiety grab your pen, write down all of your thoughts. Now for any client that's listening, they're probably laughing and smiling right now because um, when, when they are feeling anxious and send me a message and need help, I ask them if they wrote down their thoughts yet. And usually the answer is no. So I say, go back and do that first and then we'll talk. So once you write down your thoughts and you remind yourself, I'm feeling this way because of my thoughts, you are in control. Okay. Now, the important thing is don't try to fix it. Don't try to change it. You just want to be aware of it, right? You're not broken. Nothing needs to be fixed. Now, as you're writing your thoughts down, another important thing is to check the judgment at the door. I do not want you to beat yourself up for having these thoughts. You're a human with a human brain, okay? Even if your thoughts are illogical and irrational and maybe even silly, do not beat yourself up over it. Don't judge yourself. It's not useful and it makes things worse. Just look at your thoughts and say to yourself, I get it. I get why I'm feeling anxious. I'm going to let it be. Let yourself understand. Okay. Now, if you are in a hurry to try to get out of anxiety, it's because you aren't allowing it or you're afraid of feeling it. 
So the better you get at allowing and feeling, the easier it's going to be to move through anxiety. So after you write it down, it's important that you can describe what the emotion feels like. You want to describe it to someone that has never experienced an emotion before, has no idea what emotions are. You want to describe the vibration, the color, every part of what it feels like. And the reason that you do that is because A, it drops you into your body, it drops you into your present moment and out of your head, and it breaks the chain of thinking that's creating the anxiety in the first place. So as you describe the emotion, you want to be super specific. I'm talking go from your head down to your chest, to your toes, to your fingers. Like where are you experiencing the emotion of anxiety? I feel it in my fingertips and my belly and my chest. And I just go drop in and I explain it and I write it down. And as soon as you start writing it down, it starts to loosen its grip on you and you start to process it. So as you describe the emotion, remember the more specific, the better, because it gets you out of it and it helps you become the observer when you describe it. So when you write out and describe the emotion on a piece of paper, you'll start to realize again, it's not that big of a deal. It's harmless. And when you allow it and pay attention, you realize, wow, I am in control. This isn't that big of a deal. But when you react and avoid or resist, it makes it a much bigger deal, which is the exact opposite of what we want to do. So that's technique number one of how to overcome anxiety. Um, This practice alone will change your life. If you just do this for a month, like really do it because it's nitty gritty. You have to do it. It will change your life. I promise you that. Okay. Number two is play with it. And I've actually talked about this before. If you did the be kind to your mind challenge of um, setting aside time to worry, like schedule worry time. So when anxiety comes up throughout the day, instead of worrying about whatever it is you're worrying about, know that you have time set aside to go back and worry and just allow yourself to feel anxious. Allow yourself to go to the worst case scenario. Plan on anxiety being there and open up to it because you're in a controlled space where you can really feel safe to experience and feel it on purpose. This practice increases the vibration of anxiety, which seems counterintuitive because we're so used to avoiding and resisting it, but resisting anxiety leads to panic attacks, and that's when you feel totally out of control. If you practice increasing your anxiety on purpose over time, you are going to learn how to better work with it. Does that make sense? So if you do this on purpose and you're intentional, you are going to learn how to overcome it and like becomes like a practice in a way. It's kind of like exposure therapy. Like you're exposing yourself to the anxiety so you can learn how to work with it. It's amazing. Okay. And the last technique is probably the most common. You've heard me talk about this before is belly breathing. I mean, it's really (laughs) obvious, but we often forget to breathe. Panic attacks are created and perpetuated by resisting anxiety and not breathing. So when I had my miscarriage, I had a severe panic attack. I wasn't breathing and I was resisting the emotion. I knew what was going on and I was walking myself through it, but I wasn't breathing and it got worse and worse and worse. And I totally shut down. And if I just remembered to belly breathe, that probably wouldn't have happened. Now, 
again, it's one of those things that you you have to practice because when you're having an anxiety attack, you're not really thinking, oh, I just need to breathe. You're like, I'm dying. Like something's wrong. I'm going to die. Now, if I would have just relaxed and allow myself to breathe in the air that I could breathe in, I would have had a totally different experience. My panicking, reacting, resisting was really detrimental. And if I would have just breathed, I wouldn't have had that panic attack. So it's important to know that like breathing is the anchor and you want to practice it when you're feeling any sort of anxiety, not not when it gets really, 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 really intense. I have been practicing yoga for a long time. We always talk about breathing, but of course it's so easy to forget when you're having that experience. So the more you practice it, the more default that it will become. So When you are going through, you know, you're just feeling a vibration of anxiety, it's so important that you are breathing from your belly and you're exhaling sufficiently. You want to get all of the air out. So when you're feeling super anxious, you know, when you have a lot of anxiety because you're resisting or reacting, it's important to remember to breathe into your belly and to fully exhale, like totally empty it all out. Okay. So the way that you do this is you put one hand on your belly as you breathe and you push your belly out so you can feel your belly full of air and then you exhale. So this is real important because when you have a panic attack, you know, you're focusing on exhaling. And this is interesting because we're, we're sucking in air, right? We're like, I need air. I need air. I need air. But the issue isn't the inhale. The issue is the exhale. So if, if you're having a panic attack or you're feeling super anxious, you can focus on slowly exhaling all of the air and getting the stale air out of your body because then the inhale becomes much easier. So a lot of times it's like the short breath and it's actually blocking you from slowing your breathing down and getting the the air that you need to calm down. Now, this is important to work on all the time because you want to have this in place for when and if you do feel a lot of anxiety. So you exhale all your air and then you inhale into your belly. Put your hand on your belly so you can feel it expand. This is a great help for allowing yourself to feel anxious when you feel like you want to avoid it by eating or going on social media. So don't even just tell yourself to breathe in. Just sit down and exhale 10 times. Put your hand on your belly, fill your belly with air, and then exhale. Focus on that piece of it 10 times. And this will blow your mind because when you're in the space of allowing, you're connected. You're connected to your body. You're increasing your consciousness and you allow yourself to be in the full discomfort of the experience. Because I will say it's not going to be comfortable. Like this, this process of like fully like breathing this way is not um, like a blissful moment. So don't, don't think that like breathing this way is going to, to be a meditative state. Okay. This is actually a space for you to just allow and be in the discomfort of the emotion. So you want to allow the negative emotion to be a part of the process because when you allow it, it metabolizes through you, you can process it and then it doesn't have to hang around and fester any longer because of avoiding it. 
Okay. Now, remember, it's not going to be comfortable because you're shifting into consciousness and you're going to be in the discomfort of the experience, but you have to remember that it's not going to last forever. And if you allow yourself to process the emotion, it will last a lot shorter than when you resist or avoid. Cool? So how to do this belly breathing? Sit down and exhale. Allow the emotion. Exhale it out. Do this 10 times and remind yourself it's not going to be comfortable, okay? It's not going to be blissed out, but you can do this. This is a part of the process of tuning into yourself, being, being connected to yourself, and being truly in control of your life and your emotions. Exhale it. Don't expect to feel amazing bliss afterwards, okay? Don't expect that the anxiety will go away, but just know that you have owned it, you've accepted it, and you're one step closer to overcoming it, and you are in control. You are in control. So you have write it down and describe the emotion, right? Write down your thoughts and describe what it feels like. Play with it. Allow yourself to have scheduled worry time, and then focus on belly breathing and exhaling sufficiently and making more space, knowing that the belly breathing isn't going to get you out of the discomfort. It's going to begin that process of allowing the discomfort so the emotion can process through you so you can feel in control. So those are the three techniques to help reduce anxiety. All right, my friend. So just to recap, anxiety does not mean something's terribly wrong. Remember, anxiety means that you are evolved human being. That means you are alive. Congratulations. If you experience anxiety, you are alive. What a gift. Anxiety is an emotion that we all experience on a regular basis. And it is not a problem until we make it a problem by resisting, reacting, or avoiding it. So hopefully after this episode you start to take the steps to actively accept the emotion by writing it down, writing down the thoughts that are causing it and describing it in detail. Play with it. Give yourself a time to worry. Go to worst case scenario and then learn how to breathe through it. As you do this process, you'll start to realize that the thoughts that you are thinking are not you. You are not your thoughts. You are not your anxiety. You are so much more. So can you breathe anxiety? Can you breathe? Can you allow it to be there? If you allow yourself to feel the emotion, you'll own it. And then you get to decide what to do with your feelings of anxiety. You get to decide how you show up and how you act. All right, my friend, thank you so, so, so much for your time. I hope this episode was helpful. If it was or you know someone that experiences anxiety, please send this to them. I appreciate you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I love you so, so much. Make sure you are signed up for my little love note text messages. The tech, the number is in the show notes. I let drop little love bombs a couple times a week, just little reminders throughout the week that I needed to hear. And I figure if I need to hear it, then someone else out there needs to hear it. So make sure you send me a text message. We can text directly. And I have some fun things in the works. So stay tuned. Things are changing over here and I've been working hard and I'm excited to share that with you in the next couple months. All right, my friend, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Remember to love yourself own your happiness and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it, my friend.